Alrighty there. Hello, this is uh, Jim. Finally, on this podcast, Robert's been doing these interviews, but uh, uh, this is episode 54, and we are interviewing James Ferrara. I have him here with me right now. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk with James here about his his class and a uh, little bit of background of him. So uh, James, yes, talk about yourself. Hi Jim, what's happening? Oh First man, it's great. Not only are you a, a, a Jim like myself, but you're also a JF, and I just saw that your little correct. logo. And yeah. uh, I have a logo that looks similar. It's just a J with like in a circle. And uh, yeah, I saw that. No, yeah, I meet a lot of other JFs here and there, and um, it's interesting. I find it interesting when they sign their name, especially when it's something so similar. But anyway, um, yeah. So here's me. So you just mentioned now about uh, my background. And uh, a lot of people find it quite interesting because it's not your normal, uh, you know, going from high school to college to this and that or following another photographer. I got started in photography in sixth grade and then always was into it and then through high school was into it. Uh, got my first, like, Canon camera back then. Went to Nikon later on. Uh, and then when I was in college... I said, you know, as much as I love photography, I thought, you know, movie making and film was going to be far more exciting, and it just, it really kind of, it just zoned into my interest a lot more. So I did that, and I did that for 15 years, and then around the, around 2003, or even 2002, I realized that, and at that point, I was already doing the film business since '92, since I graduated. So. I realized that as much as I loved what I was doing, and I was always camera department. I was uh, I worked as a first AC, which meant I was pulling focus on the actors. So I never worked a single day in the grip department or lighting or anything else, always camera. And uh, it, I was the department head, but my position was all technical. So I had to set up the camera, which was a lot of cases, and deal with everything that had to do camera related. But anything lighting or creative or or you know, even just how the camera moves was not up to me whatsoever. I was just pulling focus. Hmm. So it was fun, and I was on great jobs, and I've got a lot of good experience and worked with some excellent cinematographers over the years. But it got a little stale at one point around 2002 or so, three even, and I realized that I was more and more going, talking to the still photographer on set, doing more with my own uh, photography because around the late 90s I built a darkroom in my basement and from then on I was shooting with uh, an old school Polaroid 110A camera that, even, that I even put together too I had to buy a lens from somewhere else and install it on this camera because I loved shooting with Polaroid 665 film which was positive negative yeah. you shot an image and you got a 3 and a quarter by 4 and a quarter print that you had a coat and then you had a negative that size that I can print so I was printing big, and I was one of the only persons that could print by hand up to 30 by 40, which was huge. Yeah. So I just got more and more into it, and I, I found any time I had spare money, it went all to my darkroom, to more cameras. I bought a Hasselblad after that, and it just rollerballed. And then people are asking me, hey, do you, you, know, do you shoot people? Do you ever shoot kids or families? I'm like, no, not really. But then... I realized, hey, why am I turning down work? I got the camera. I have the means of printing. Yeah. So let me do it. So I started doing some small, small stuff around my my area. I didn't have a I didn't have a, a studio, so I had to go outside. 
And then I started assisting a photographer in Connecticut, uh, just coming on corporate jobs with him, learning about um, you know studio lighting and location lighting, and we we're all it was all filmed then. And this was about 2002, I, I think. And uh, I, at the time, I was thinking I want to build a studio in my spare bedroom, which was just upstairs in this house, actually. Oh, and yeah. it, was, it was a 10 by 12 uh, foot room, 8 foot ceiling, very small. So after assisting him for a while, you know, getting the ropes on what he used, I really, I really loved it. I loved uh, shooting with Dynalite equipment because I liked the idea of, the, of a pack and a head yeah. and... The head takes a spill, no big deal. It's not the pack isn't part of it. And I, I just like that theory, so I've yeah. never left Dino Light. Oh, really? Okay. And I like that they're local here in Jersey, which I'm in New York, so it's pretty close to send anything in. And uh, lunch one day at his corporate shoot, uh, one of the guys at our table was like, oh, my daughter's getting wed married, and uh, do you shoot weddings? Talking to the person I was working with. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, but Jimmy does. And I'm like, well, okay, sure. So once <laughs> I started doing weddings, that allowed me to then fund you know the portrait end. but I won't talk about weddings because uh, really my class is about right. but it yeah. all started like, all at once so it kind of one gave me the other and then the other one financed the other and just rollerballed from there so after about a after about so around 2003 or so is when I um, or maybe four is when I built not built but just clean out that spare bedroom and put in a studio and my theory was this. After working with some really great cinematographers, I noticed that the style that I liked was just really big sources uh, close to, to close to a face or close to a person. Yeah, worked, I've noticed that. In, I've looked at a lot of your images. I've, I've seen that that uh, uh, consistently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, still, I, still, I still love that. Now and then, of course, there's... There's edgier things where you got like just a, a you know a strip bank and it's like got the grid and you want to just edge someone and make it all dark. But that's that's only uh, here and there when it's something specific. Yeah. It's hard to escape. I realize it's hard to escape your style. Yeah. Um, it, it it really is. As I was, I'm, let me go off on a tangent for a second. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> Being an oil painter for years, anytime I tried to do something else when I was younger, I always just circled right back around again to. My own style, which I couldn't really avoid. One second, please. Sure, sure. You had to step away. Yeah, I had the door closed. My cat. Oh, okay. So, so you you uh, said oil painting. You did some oil painting. Mm -hmm, do, you, mm -hmm. do you still do that occasionally? Oh yeah, all the time. And behind really? me is a thing right now. But um, no, I have I have no I haven't had time since probably uh, right. two thousand four. Yeah. Was the last time I painted something. Um, I, I still have the time, but you know it's still in me. It's still there. It's, it's also like part of you know being creative. Just one thing yeah. kind of falls into another, fall, you know. And at the same time, it's also I'm also a guitarist and I was playing in a band too. Cool! And wow! That got me a lot of uh, you know having a, a dark room. Got me a lot of shooting other bands and stuff sure. like that. So that That's little dark room. Fascinating. Little... It's fascinating to me because I'm a, I'm a graphic artist and uh, I've dabbled with the whole painting thing too and 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 I I don't I don't I'm not confident doing that. So I I, I stick with photography and and the computer stuff. But uh, and I also have a guitar. I don't play very well. I just play by ear and make a bunch of noise. But I, I love playing it. You know, it's fun. It's so funny. So, Every I see this all the time, and that's actually something I'm going to speak about in my class, like how. You know, in, in a room of photographers, 
I bet you more than half of them are either musicians or writers or something else that's creative. Probably, yeah. probably, maybe not so much writers, but something that's a physical thing. Yeah. Pick up and, and play and use or whatever the case is, you know. Right, right. Well, we've got a bunch of creative juices flowing all the time. We've got to get it out, you know. Yeah. So right. what – unfortunately at the time with that studio, a small bedroom, is um, I wanted to do – so. I just didn't want to do anything typical. I said – I met with a lot of photographers around the area. And they said, oh, she do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, that's not really what I want to do. My idea was let me do something that no one is doing that I haven't seen, and I want to do just a, a face, just a close-up shot of a face, just shoulders up at best to cut in the head, giving a haircut, as they call it. Um, and just that's it, just a face. And then if you want to do a family, well, we got to shoot all four or five or six of you, and that's just going to go on the wall. And my thought process was if I do this, I, I know I can sell it. So – uh, I convinced my whole town <laughs> that this is this is what you need to do. What I did was I brought some people in, uh, and I'll come back to the technical side of what I do. Yeah. But I, I brought all kinds of different faces in, different kids, different different hair colors, different skin colors, everything I could do, anyone I, I found along the ways. And they came in my studio, didn't charge them, gave them a print afterwards to thank them, and then just framed everything myself, uh, printed myself, developed the film myself, and then... Uh, hung it around town at uh, banks and, and restaurants and everything like that, and then it just rollerballed from there. And sure enough, everyone loved what I called uh, face-up photography. It wasn't a close-up. It was a close-up of a face. And then just after saying that too long, I said, I'm just going to call this face-up. And people <laughs> bought into it, and they liked it, and they said, okay. I ended up calling my class, which is coming up soon at Nashville, um, all up in your space. Because if I just said face-up, I don't know if anyone's going to know what – the hell I'm talking about. So right, right. I, I just the title of the class. I don't think. Yeah, it's. I, I hear. I hear. I'm gonna get up all up in your face. Yeah, yeah. I figured it'd be something kind of. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a face or up in your space. Don't get in my space. Anyway, space, right? Which is also part of. Um, it's all ties into and it all ties together. Being like physically that close to someone when I'm photographing them. So. Yeah, uh, we kind of got that going on here, don't we? Yeah, yeah we pretty much. Yeah. On <laughs> his iMac. Yeah, for uh, the, yeah, I've got the iMac going on right now too. We're actually uh, on for you audio listeners. We're uh, putting our faces up close to the camera. So anyway, right. Um, so uh, okay, so finish up where you were uh, with your with your uh, career. Okay, so I'm, I'm try I'll try to branch off too much, but, okay. yeah. but uh, I'll stick to the program at hand. So <laughs> the bedroom I had upstairs was small. It I end up. Trying out like different light sources, and uh, what I ended up doing was getting an eight by eight piece of fabric from a, a fabric store down the road here, and constructing a frame for it. And then behind that, originally I had four lights with umbrellas that was pumping light into it to make one big source. Because uh, I around that time I was working a lot with NBC and SNL. I did all those SNL parody off live parody bits. And uh, being in NBC, I ended up being this other guy at Universal, NBC Universal, and him and I did like all kinds of cool things, just like him and me. Like him and me would go out, meet at NBC, load up a magazine of some of a 60mm camera and then go out and shoot some stuff. And it was like behind the scenes of the Today Show, it was like the lighting of the Christmas tree, it was all kinds of things around the year. And one of them was a still shoot for the new host of the Today Show, and I forget her name offhand. Anyway, but uh, it was a still shoot, and I asked my friend Joe, I'm like, 
hey, who's the photographer? He's like, Andrew Eccles. I'm like, oh, my God. Huh. He was um, – I just found him, and I, I loved his style. It was just what I was looking for, like that big soft source. So yeah. I was – I was I would have done it for free. So all day long, I'm working with one of the top photographers on earth, seeing how he lights. And he had lighting sources that was maybe 20 by 20. Oh gosh! Pumping all this light behind this huge grid to shoot. Um, I forget her name. This guy's drawn blank. But she was just sitting on a couch. It was just a still shoot oh. for a magazine or whatever it was. It was you know big job. And all the assistants are there, and he's shooting film and. Um, his rapport with her was fantastic, just watching how he was talking to her and just shooting away and then shooting Polaroids and letting her look at that. And It was just a really great experience. So I said, I said, That's, I got to do that. I need a big source to get what I need. It's not going to work with a small light. It's just, it's not. And in fact, I would even go bigger if my studio would allow it, but 10-foot studio, 10-foot ceiling in my studio now is, is max, so that's it. Yeah, I'm going to break in real quick because oh, yeah. I've noticed that when I, I zoomed in on some of your... Uh... Uh, photos on your website, and I can see see that mm -hmm. in the eye. I can see yeah. that source and you in there. Uh, I think you had shorts on or something, but you were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were shooting, and I was like, oh, "That's cool." So yeah, I, I know. I, I I mentioned that, and I'll mention that in the program too. At one yeah. point, that I, I tried to escape it, but I can't. The, yeah. It's just the science. It's the nature of it. I'm the light source is. I'm literally my back is right against that that. Big grid, uh -huh. and uh, and the light is is behind that a little bit to make that source all as even as I can around. Because I wanted as much light pumping on the face, and then by the time the light hits someone's ear, it's already falling off. And again, I'm not breaking new grounds here. I know this style has been done before, but uh, what I then discovered, actually by accident, is when I added a light above at a certain height aimed not quite straight down, but almost, it put a little bit of a highlight on a nose and cheek and even a chin. And when I did that, I was like, oh, that's that's it. That's perfect. And I mapped out what I did, and I've never changed it. It's been like 10 uh -huh. years I've never changed that style. Uh, occasionally I'll have like an edge light and an edge light. But the, the reflection of me, I tried to avoid for a while. And then a lot of my clients loved it. They got such a kick out of it. They were thinking they're so <laughs> And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go with it then, because I—that's how I like to light, and that's you know, yeah, I can yeah. avoid it. Cool. Well, it, are you you good with that, and you want to move on, or or you want to talk about some more stuff about your, um, your career? I can talk more about what I do now is the studio I have now is my third studio, but all you know, uh, third studio. Yeah, third? I went from my house to a barn down the street, second oh. floor. No, oh, I okay. I think I, okay. I see now. I thought you meant like three. You have three studios to make. Oh no, no, no. Okay, no, no. okay. Um, but I went to just one building to another to another, and I'm buying the building I'm in now. Yeah. And, uh, and it's cool as hell. It's got a bar and a lounge in it, and I rent it out quite often. It's great. But uh, unfortunately for this kind of lighting setup, you need space, like mo almost any portrait suit. You know, you need mm -hmm. a, a big room. You can, it's yeah. hard to do. I made it work in the small room, but it really wasn't ideally what I needed to do or what I wanted to do. Right. You know? And yeah. the other thing is it's, it's a little it's a little pricey too. <laughs> if, we, yeah. if you do the math on all the equipment I have, it's it's up there, but it's great because then you've got these great big lights that you can work with and, and use. And other photographers I talk to who've seen me work, they love the idea of that big source and that's like that's now become part of their style now. Huh. <laughs> uh so 
so let's talk a little bit about your your class, all up in your space. Okay. I mean, you don't have to tell anything that you're gonna share there, but just you know, kind of what you're gonna talk about. Well, uh, I'll talk a bit about my background, which I just kind of did, why I started doing this, and then once I get to the point of um, explaining how it's beneficial and what you can do to make some money on it, because that's key too. You know, we can't. We can all the fine art thing I was doing years ago in my basement with the Polaroid cameras and all that was all good, and I had some shows, but. I wasn't making any money until I started shooting people, and then people came to me to shoot them. So, but I always still did remember that that you know, like we talk about being creative. Um, I find that if I if you're not mixing up for yourself or doing what you want to do, it's going to get stale. You're gonna it's going to show, and your work is going to then be sacrificed if you're just not doing what you want to do. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so in the class, I'll I'll they are giving me. I'm one of the few people that's doing. A hands-on as well, so they can't exactly give me everything I need, and I certainly can't bring everything down there. But it'll yeah. be close enough, and uh, I'll I'll have some models and and some people there. I think even a kid maybe, um, because the other things I, I I was just at my local restaurant the other night, and some woman who I don't even really remember, but she was saying how you know when what was great about what she loved about me is not so much how she, she doesn't know anything technical, so she mm. can't. Talk about the lighting on the face or anything, but she's like, there's a certain moment that I capture and a certain honesty about what I do, and and she's like, I don't know, I'm like, how do you do it? And I and I, my answer to everyone is, I don't know, I really <laughs> don't know. I'm I'm yeah. mostly myself. Like I don't I don't. If a kid comes in, because kid, for what I do for this face up photography is is a lot kid related, and when they come in, I'm not I'm not anything that. I'm not with anyone else. Like I'm, not, I'm not getting down low and making silly faces at them. I'm not in a clown outfit. I don't have any prop. There's no props in my studio whatsoever. I have one <laughs> little boy that I might pull out for the little babies just so they look in my direction. But you have think, a squeaky toy. Is that what you said? That's it. Yeah, just one yeah. squeaky. Yeah. Um, but I think what makes it work is, and why what I'll talk about in the class is that I'm all physically close to the subject, and maybe. Being that close to them, the, the person or the kid doesn't feel afraid or is not, I'm not intimidating to them. I'm not tall. I'm only like 5'7". Mm -hmm. But I think all that comes into play, and, and the fact that she said that and she noticed, she noticed that uh, is good because I, I, I agree with her that I don't, I don't have a secret, but uh, I just feel that being yourself will get the most out of the person and also being, like I said, being that close to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, makes them a little more, uh, I guess. But I'm not like I'm not seriously a foot from them. You know, I'm not that mm -hmm. close. To them, but I can I can pretty much reach out and touch their knee. That's right. how close I am when I'm photographing them. And then, but it has to be that way. Again, that light has to fall on that face just right, just perfect. We're going off on tangents. No, it's it's fine. Um, so uh, so that's like a teaser to your class. I don't want to. I don't want to go too long. So I don't. Okay. You know. So, but but I do want to say, uh, or I want to want you to mention what what is the charity event that you do annually? You mentioned that in your. Good somewhere. idea. I'll mention that in the class too because, uh, doing this whole face up photography, now and then, um, I would uh, some a kid would come in and would have a hood on, and I just thought it was really cute. <laughs> so, 
I said, oh, no, leave the hood on. Let's do some with the hood first. And I loved the way that looked. So I had – my idea was how am I going to do a shoot with a bunch of kids in hoods? I just didn't I, – I didn't know how to put this all together. So it was mm -hmm. on a back burner for like a year or so. And then I said, let me do a benefit. This is what I got to do. I'll do a benefit for a local charity, and it'll be a theme-based. So – what I, my fir the first theme was called hoodie, and there's been many since, and all different words, and some are silly, some is whoopee. It's all different words that have to, with a little IE at the end, and I got a bunch more. <laughs> yeah. But what it was, it was, it was that style. It was a close-up of a face, one person only. I was very strict, and I ended up going with um, a local autism group here in my in the, in the my county, and uh, because uh, going through the, the larger corporation was a little bit more, bit more red tape, and I said, let me just start local. And what they do is any money I give them, um, they literally just cut a check to all their clients, and they've, I've donated almost over, I think, over $40,000 over the past oh, wow. or so years. And it's been a great cause. Everyone, at first, the first few years I did it, just did it once a year. There was a line out the door. It was like a two-hour wait sometimes. I had to really change how the process works so I can get people in and out quick. But uh, at first, the, my contact woman uh, didn't understand. She's like, what's with the hood? So I don't get it. I'm like, trust me, you'll, you'll get it. And now they understand, and they give me complete freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want to do it. And uh, it all stems back from my style of lighting that I like to do. And it's a one long, crazy day. I still enjoy doing it. Uh, the business makes a little bit of money afterwards if, if once their initial the sitting fee and their initial print is all donated. But if they, do, if they purchase anything outside of that, then the business makes some money, so it's it's also good well, for it's good for exposure. What's that? I say it's good for yourself. It's good for it's good for the community. It's good for business. Yeah. I I I, I used to teach a, a class on this, and like, and how to do uh, you know a good idea to do a benefit to help yeah. yourself business. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I like to, to do those too. Um, I don't do very many, but I I did do some recently for a dog uh, uh, rescue. Uh, thing I did a Halloween and and had all the dogs dressed up. It was really oh, cute. that's great. Uh, okay, uh, so how important is it for a photographer to be a member of P PPA? That's a good question too because I started out um, a Joanne Schofer uh, member too. She's an active member. She lives in Connecticut. She got me started in all this, and she said to me, "Hey, come to uh, our state." convention which is in here in New York State it was now we do a tri-state thing but back then we did individual and I was just blown away by all the amazing images I saw and people and and all that and then you know the local was just a part of being national and uh, the national aspect of it being PPA just absolutely made all sense with insurance alone if you don't have it was yeah. a, a great advantage that just came recently but even mm -hmm. before that just uh, I've only been to one other National Convention, that's when I got my master's, which was 2010. And even doing that, I said to myself, I said, look, I'm not going to go crazy stressing myself over getting a master's degree. If it happens to come my way, I'm certainly going to welcome it, and I'll certainly strive for it. But I'm going to do it. I, I just didn't have the time to go attend classes or to go speak and this and that, so I did it all via print credit. Print oh, really? Credit. And and pretty much all those images I did for the print merits were stuff and images I liked. Again, I wasn't going to say, okay, that one this year, so let me try to do something along those lines mm -hmm. next time. You know, I just kind of did it my own way. But I, 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 the one I went to was in San Antonio, 2010, 
and that was great. I still have notes from all the speakers. Oh and yeah, that, and it's just an amazing. It's a it's a it's such a great uh, workshop or or convention. Whatever we didn't call it, whatever we want to call it, it was just a great time. Yeah. So highly recommended to be a PPA member. How how did I get recommended? No, hi, highly recommended. It's you you highly recommend. Highly, yes. Yeah. Highly. Yes. Highly. Yeah. Okay. I, All right. I've never, so, I've never been to any other convention outside of PPA. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or affiliate. You yeah. know, local state. All right. One last question. Uh, this is our Bazinga question. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them would be would be like, uh, what, have you ever gotten into a bar fight or whatever? But I'm not going to ask you that. I'm going to ask, what's the br best prank you've ever pulled on somebody? The best prank I ever pulled on someone. Oh, I got to think about that. <laughs> well, it's okay. You don't have to answer. I can ask, ask you another one. Uh, yeah, I, I actually do quite <laughs> a little little pranks here and there, but um. Oh, okay. One, one recently was kind of funny. Um, my friend, I go to this bar. It's right down the street. It's a great bar, a great restaurant, and uh, good people there. And my my friend Bob, is, he's confused older man. He had like an old school phone, just to, for years, an old school flip phone. Uh huh. It looked like plastic, and I would pretend that it was, you know, I'm like, oh look, it really even lights up and everything. He's like, all right, all right. So for the longest time, he kept talking about getting uh, an iPhone, and it was all summer went by, nothing. So finally, he got it. And he barely knows how to use it, and um, so he's in, he's in at the, at the bar to me. He's in my right, and he gets up and goes to the bathroom. He leaves his phone there, so I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got to do this." So I took, I opened up his phone, found a questionable image online, <laughs> and then made it his his uh, his his uh, background. Yeah, yeah, the, the wallpaper on the phone. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he just didn't know how to change it. So after he came back, he looked at it. It was just a perfect. It was hysterical, and he's like, "I don't have to change this." I'm like, "Well, I'll see you later, Bob. I'm gonna go now." Good <laughs> <laughs> recent prank. Oh, that's awesome. Bro, yeah, another I think I've done that before uh, oh, yeah. to somebody. Uh, to my actually, my son on his computer, I changed his desktop. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, 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 I don't. I can't find my questions. Um, anyway, I don't think we have much more time. Because uh, I think we we have we've cuts off at thirty minutes, so uh, oh. I've never been cut off before. But I, I hate I hate to let you go because I, I I love talking about this stuff. You have some great images, outstanding images. I mean I've I've been sitting here looking at them uh, rotate through on your homepage, and uh, you know just some great images. Everybody's gonna I'm gonna share uh, you know links and whatnot to your course as well as your website. Sure. Um, and like we talked prior, uh, you're going to send us some images to put on the show notes. Yes, right? I'll, I'll show images related to specifically the class, and then um, you know photos of me just for the hell of it. And then uh, I know the, the article that came in a magazine in PPA magazine. Um, they they printed a few other ones that weren't quite the style of what I'm talking about for the class. But I'll send ex exact images of what my setup is. Okay. Cool. Well, hey, is there anything else that you wanted to share at all, or? Um, from imaging or from your class or anything at all? I don't think so. I'm going to put together like a PDF, like a specific thing. I, I'll, I'll hopefully get that done in time. I can sell that afterwards. Maybe that's only – the people ask, oh, do you have any kind of products or anything? And I'm like, no, but that's the only thing I could yeah. possibly, you know, add to the class in that hour that I'm talking about. But I'm looking forward to like hands-on thing because uh, I like you know speaking about it and showing it and then yeah. in the camera and showing what I'm getting right out of camera. There's very little, if any – 
Photoshop or post-production work whatsoever to this lighting style. Yeah, I, I love a class that it's hands-on because yeah. not just all talking, you know. Right. Um, so you learn a lot when you you're doing that. So, all right. Well, James, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's very exciting, um, and uh, we will definitely uh, share the heck out of this uh, episode and you get, get some get some hits there. Uh, hopefully, you'll have a lot of people show up banging out at the door wanting to get in there. Good. I so, hope so. I really hope yeah. so. My first, this is my first big class I'm speaking of. Awesome. All I'm right. But this is a big one. Awesome. Well, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, and we'll thanks. talk to yep. you next time. You got it. Oh.